honestly, that because a lot of people start things, but the fact that you've been consistent and you've been grinding. Okay, bye. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to another video. This is the third Struggles of Business interview and this is an extremely, extremely special video. I'm super excited to make this video. Uh, I'm joined here with Mr. Valentine. This man, he's amazing. He's personally, he's a big inspiration to me. He came to my school back in October and a lot of you who are from my school watching this remember him. Uh, and uh, he was, he's a motivational speaker and he, he personally left an imprint on my life. I know I can, I know I can say that for sure. Uh, and so uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh man. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Uh, nah, you're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, owner of Culture Media, Culture Mag, it's a magazine publication that I service throughout high schools and colleges throughout the, um, the Northeast. Plans of going regional, plans of going nationwide, plans of going international. You know, dream bigger, go home. Outside of that, do a little bit of uh, music production, more on the side of helping produce shows, helping produce any type of content, creative director. I've done some uh, uh, work with New Balance as far as modeling goes. Um, with future plans of doing actually some creative directing on some projects and assignments. Um, recently featured in Forbes magazine. I mean, that's definitely a dope honor to have received that. Uh, enough about me, man. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I don't know, that whole bio, like, you guys should imagine how I feel right now. Like, having him sitting here and it's only my third episode, like, I'm so flattered right now. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about your origin. So I know for me, you're a big inspiration. And uh, I want to know, how did you come to be so inspirational? Like, who are some big people in your life that made you, that shaped you to be the person you are? I would say my mother, you know, my family. I think a lot of who you're around dictates and directs the path that you go on, go down. And so uh, there's a quote that I read and it said, uh, if you want a flower to grow, you don't necessarily change the flower, you change its environment. And so my environment, being conscious of my environment, uh, my friends, you know, making sure that the same values that I have been, that were instilled in me as a youth, that my friends carry them same values. You know, there's another quote that says, I'll tell you who you are if you show me who your friends are. And so I'd say my mother, you know, big, big inspiration, my uncle, my, uh, my sister, you know, she's nine years old, but everything I do, I look to inspire this generation coming up. So how will it affect my younger sister? How will it affect my other younger sister? Um, how will it affect my mother, my older brother? And so uh, I think, you know, people that I'm around, like everything to me is inspiration. I mean, being here is inspiring, you know, to have, and I'm a big you up, to uh, see your consistency and your dedication, um, to see your drive, to get see how you're getting your brother involved in this, uh, this project um, is amazing. You know, and it inspires me. It's like, all right, you know, here's this young boy that's working towards something yeah. grand, dose, and you know, it just motivates me to keep going as well. Yeah, yeah I can understand why he's a motivational speaker. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, so I wanted to touch upon a thing you said. So the people that you are around the most yeah. shapes you to be the person you are. What can you say to like kids in my position, right? Kids that are in school who, um, for, for example, a couple examples here, they don't like school and their parents are pressuring them to go to college. That's just a really cliche example, but that's really common. A lot of kids go through that, especially nowadays with like the internet and stuff. Uh, or their environment, their friends, they feel excluded because they don't have friends who are pursuing the same values as them, or they don't have the same interests, or are maybe even excluding them themselves because of the journey that they're pursuing being different from them. What can you say to them so that they keep going? Hey, simple, make it work for you. I mean, simplest way to explain, make it work for you. Uh, because they're going to be a lot of, they're going to, you're going to come across a lot of things that you may not want to do in life. Uh, but you're going to have to get through that. 
because getting through it, there will be other things that you'll learn in that process that you would not have learned if you didn't go through it. And so if you don't like reading, for example, I tell people this all the time, make it work for you. So how do you do that? Go find, find out what your interest is. Mm -hmm. If you like music, get a book on music. Start there. If you like, um, if you like math, for example, get a book on math. If you like fashion, get a picture book. But start somewhere. You know, so I guess the next thing is make it work, but then start somewhere after you've, after you've made it work. Or start somewhere and then make it work. However you want to frame it. So I guess what you're trying to say, uh, to put it really well, adapt. Adapt to your environment. Make things work for you. Exactly. Uh, like you said, the reading things. A lot of people don't like reading, but sometimes you have to do it. Do it on something you actually love and enjoy to do. Exactly. Yeah, I really like that. I think that resonates with me very well because there are times when there's certain things I don't want to do. Like I'm forced to be in school. I don't want to be in geometry class. I hate making videos on these, but I have to do it. So, I mean, I just get it done, I do it, uh, and I feel like that's really important because sometimes people don't have an option, uh, and I think a lot of people, a lot hey, of, uh, hey, we always have an option, option and choice. That's interesting. I believe we all, we all have a choice. But as a, as a kid in, like, the school here, sometimes, like, I can't ditch class. I mean, I, well, okay, you can. I can ditch class. I'm not going to ditch yeah, class because exactly. there's consequences. There's consequences. Yeah, exactly. So, technically, you do you have an option every single time. But then, you can't make a decision like that. So, if you choose to ditch class, I mean... How can you decide to do something like that? I mean, by doing it. You know, the same way you choose to go to class. And if you choose to go to class because of the consequences, then make your time worth it. I share most recently, like I learned this myself, that there's 86,400 seconds in a day. And in those 86,400 seconds, what are you gonna, how are you gonna use your time? How you use your time is what you become. And so if I'm gonna be in class for eight periods, I have eight periods in high school, and I'm gonna waste my time away, then I'm not gonna like school or I'm not gonna like class. But since I'm here, I might as well make it work. I might as well start. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, just maybe, I might find something that's deep, 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 deep rooted within the lecture, within the book, within whatever that may make me say or may make me feel, all right, you know what? Let me take this a little bit more serious. Because what I'm learning today, I can apply a year from now or maybe 10 years from now. Because mm -hmm. you never know sometimes the seed that you've planted or what you've done watered and how it, how it will affect you later on in life. So this is really interesting. I think this is an important topic that uh, he's mentioning here. And this leads really well into my next question. What are your opinions on uh, college and the system and the school? Uh, I think I get a little bit of it from what you've been saying, but you want to elaborate on that a little bit? So I can speak more in terms of if, of, of where I've been, I think that personally, know why you're attending college. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should do something for the sake of doing it. Um, if you do, there's a process that you go through and you'll find out for yourself if you're very, if you're interested in finding out why this was important to you, why this should be important. Um, for me, college was full of resources. I mean, once I got to my first year, I was on my own. There was so much freedom and it allowed me the opportunity to I also went to party, but then I also did my schoolwork. I also joined organizations. I also joined, like there was so much that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do so if I stayed home and just got a job. Not to say there's anything wrong with getting a job right out it's of college. It's different for everybody. Right exactly, yeah. it's, but it's about also having a plan. So I knew that I wanted to go be a doctor. That was my life goal, to be a doctor. So college was required of me. And, but at some point, there was a transition after I got my degree. So to answer your question, I believe college is necessary when you find out what it is that you want to do in life. And even if you don't know what you want to do in life, I think college is a gateway for you to find out because you find out what you don't like. You find out what you do like, but it's only when you allow yourself to explore new opportunities 
that college provides. Okay, see that's interesting. I want to touch on something uh, you said. I know this is kind of getting into a little bit of cliche, and I'm really no one to speak because I am only 15. I have like no experience. Oh, you good, bro? But uh, at the same time, this is something I take from a lot of different people, yeah. and I want to understand this. So, I've heard that that uh, point before. Like, it's a place where you can network and get like a lot of great experiences and a lot of big opportunities. But is it worth the price tag? I just want to get your opinion on that. Is it worth the thousands of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands that you're gonna spend on a degree where you can possibly network? somewhere else like one of my dreams i really think like see the city all the way back there maybe not now because it's cloudy but i want to move to the city i just want to start working like i want to just work for somebody and learn and experience things and then eventually grow my own thing make something for myself it all depends on what you want to do with it i think that if you go to the city it'd be a big benefit for you to just start 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 hustle and grind people have done it that way but there comes a point in any business where you need education and if you're not getting that education through a mentor or through YouTube, university, or through Google, you're gonna get that education through a book that might be part of the curriculum in college. Mm. Um, as far as the price tag, I think the price tag is associated with the concept of branding. And so, you know, it's gonna cost a lot mm -hmm. to go to a prestigious university for the name itself. As a poor, or because they have they have more resources, mm -hmm. so sometimes it is worth it because of what you're gonna get. But I'm a sole believer that I can go anywhere and get what I need to get because there are people that don't attend college who are and who are successful as well in a, in a place of success that I would aspire to reach. To. Uh, something you said before, I'm just really curious. Yeah. Did you did you ever achieve a doctoral degree? Nah, oh, you never did it. You never did it. Still nah, going. Yeah. What was the highest level you reached? Bachelor's. Bachelor's. Okay, right, bachelor's. The goal is to get an honor. Cause I don't want to get. I don't want to go for like six years of school. Yeah. So I'm trying to get a. Uh, well, the plan, not trying. The plan is to get an honorary doctorate from a university, deliver a commencement address at a university, and put Doctor Valentine. Are you my name. talking medical doctor or just nah, doctor? doctor just because my goal was to be a doctor, mm -hmm. like a medical doctor. Yeah. But since I won't be partaking that journey anymore, mm -hmm. I feel like I can still get the doctor title by getting an honorary doctorate mm -hmm. for whatever I've achieved in life that has impacted the university or the community that I'm from. See, that's very important. Now, this again leads really well to the next topic. Right. The way you just uh, described that, was the transition from, for example, I don't know your association with your parents, but for some people it's very difficult for them to do things like this because they expect a lot from their kids. Mm -hmm. Mom. I used to want to be a doctor, I was going to school, but I'm going to drop out and pursue something else that I want to do. Was that transition really that simple? And like, what are some ways that you can maybe tell the audience that they can go through a transition like that? Something self-aware like that. Well, it's never, it's never simple. Yeah, I never. Think. And part of the reason is because we, our parents and our, like us, we come from two different eras. And there's like a most, most often a 30 to 20 year gap between us. So the way they see in the world and the, what we required of them then, of them, is different than what is required of us now. For sure. And so we're in a space where we're allowed to be individuals, yeah. you know, or we aspire to be individuals. And I look and, you know, though my mother, she wasn't really privy to the idea of me not being a doctor anymore, uh, I knew what I wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. And I took that as motivation and said, you know what, I'm gonna get a biology degree to satisfy you and me in some way because that's something I said I'm going to accomplish and I'm going to focus on my business I'm going to build something because again what I realized at college 
so many resources that are there for you to start so many businesses, fail, start another one, fail, start another one, fail, start another one. Like you're there, you have food already paid for because mm-hmm. it's already covered in your tuition. You have a bed over your uh, a roof and you have a, a place to sleep because it's already covered in your tuition. So you never see your, the, you never see nothing leave your bank account. Everything mm-hmm. is taken care of. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about monthly rent, da, 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 unless you're paying for school out of pocket. But I took out student loans with the goal of one day striking it big and being able to pay that off. Um, but to answer, but I hope I answered your question in regard to uh, whether you know my mom was like supportive. She wasn't. She wanted me to stick to the doctor. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I got a degree. I'm an adult. She just wants to see me happy. She wants to see me succeed. I just got to put the work in, and it, I take it as motivation of her of me transitioning. Now I got to prove to my mother and to my family that I can be something outside of what they saw me as. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes the world will want for you what you may not even want for yourself. Yeah. So what is it that you want? And I found out what I wanted. Definitely, I can definitely agree with all that. Now again, I'm not, I have no experience in this, but it's just honestly, to me, it's a little bit of common sense. Uh, that transition's never hard. I went through a little bit of that transition myself uh, now, because I mean, I was like, a, I was, I still am a really good student. Straight A's, I'm in with all the teachers because I treat them as human beings and not as these obstacles in my way of a, of a letter. I treat them as people. And uh, to me, honestly, it might sound a little conceited, but school just comes easy because I feel like it's so simple. Here's the work, do the work, you get a good grade. Uh, and so for me, it's just such a simple process. When I realized I like this so much more, like the, today was a crazy day. I mean, you messaged me last night, it was like 10.30, commented like, yo, I'm in Jersey, let's go do that interview. I was like, yo, no way is this gonna happen. Guys, I jumped out of bed, I was like, yo, mom, listen, I know you don't know him, I know this is crazy what I'm asking, but can I please, please, please film this interview? When she said yes, that made my world. Uh, I had to find a spot in less than 24 hours, I had to coordinate, uh, and I'm just so happy that we're here and doing this. So my point is, these transitions are never easy. They're always difficult. Uh, And for me, one of the most difficult things was the opinions of others. Now this is gonna be the third time in the third interview that I'm talking about this. How did other people's opinions influence you in making that transition, or maybe make it difficult for you to make that transition, or easy? Mm. Basically, how do other people's opinions affect you uh, throughout your life? I try not to let it affect me. You gotta learn to value yourself, period. And when you value yourself enough to the point where you're confident, com- comfortable in who you are, the opinions of others, whether they be a good or a bad opinion, will not deter you or will not like, uh, make you feel any less than who you feel at that moment. Then it just becomes constructive criticism. So if somebody says, hey, like I don't like what you're doing for the sake of just because just they have just, they just want to say it, wisdom comes into play because you know you value yourself you know you spent time with yourself and you know that what they might be saying may not actually make sense and so i've gotten to a place where hey i decipher i have that sense of discernment to know all right is this really constructive criticism or are they just hating just to hate and sometimes people hate just to hate because they're seeing you fulfill your dreams i'm sure we've all heard jealousy. that jealousy envy all the above and because of the culture that we live in, it's a, all right, I'm gonna post some great things on social media, I'm gonna post the best parts of my lives, and other people see that, man, like, I wish I was doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that there's 365 days in a year, yep. there's only about 200 photos on my, not 200 photos on my on my IG, mm-hmm. One, not personally, but it's probably like only 15. Yeah. That's probably only 15 days worth. Yeah. So I do have bad days, I do have great days, I do have sad days, I do have happy days. And so knowing that there is balance in life, mm-hmm. 
You just have to know how to move with the punches. Yeah, and basically you can't go off of somebody's social media and think that that's the end-all be-all, that of that's course. their life. That's why uh, I'm doing something that I think is a little bit different. I'm not just putting out my, the best version of me. I'm putting out the worst version of me 99% of the time. Mm. I literally document, and you guys know this, I do my daily recaps, I got the Struggles of Business series. I document every single day of my life. I can't share everything because some things are completely private and personal, but I document the majority of my life uh, and every single, especially mental hardship I face, every single mental hardship I face, uh, difficulty like transition like we talked about, uh, difficulty in dealing with relationships, business difficulties, you know, in, uh, India is not really taken off yet because of many factors that I talk about in all my videos. So, but I've been saying this for the last three interviews and I think he just really, you put it in words really, really well. If you dwell too much on other people's opinions, and this is something I've learned over the last eight months, you're going to get nowhere because you're going to be worried about how your hair looks in the video. Or like I got a pimple right here and no, I'm not going to post it because it's like that pimple. Like it's things like that. And uh, once you get over that, once you realize you're a human being, everybody has their flaws, it gets so much better. It gets easier, life gets better, and things just get good. That's a fact. And what, I, what, I, what I'm going to add to that is disciple. Just disciple. Have that sense of discernment. Like, like, like search for that sense of discernment where you can decipher between what is really necessary to listen to and what is not. Because everybody will have an opinion. I would say, I told this to a school earlier today that I spoke at in Woodridge, Woodridge uh, New Jersey, that you can walk into the hallway and somebody look at you and say, why are you walking? Like, what you mean while I got a destination to go to? People will always have something to, to say. Happens to me. And I understand that. And it may happen to me, but they may not say it out loud. Yeah. You know, some people may call me cocky, people may call me arrogant, while other people may call me inspirational. So people always have something to say, but just be like, take a second to reflect on what they say, see if it's true, and if it's not truth, then I, you know, maybe they're just talking to talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you literally just described my life. Even those examples you gave the walking thing that has actually happened to me in the last month, the arrogant and cocky thing, it's actually happened. They put those two together and people have asked me, oh, why are you walking like that? And I literally just said, because I'm walking to class. And, and you're confident. Yeah, and, and I'm confident, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it's, that. It's, it's, it, it's nothing wrong with it, but it can be threatening to other individuals who uh, aspire to be that, but don't know how to take that somebody else that is the same age as them, or looks like them, or talks like them, is already in a place of confidence. Yeah, definitely. So my advice to you, to everybody, even to myself, is to own the level of confidence that you've come to, because it takes a lot, a lot of belief in oneself, it takes a lot of self-love, self-respect, to get to that space where you can say, all right, I feel strong, I feel good, and I'm gonna walk in my purpose. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So, straying away from uh, the uh, opinions of others, something a little different, something I want to talk about you a little bit more, give the audience a little more context on you. Okay. You own the brand Culture Mag, and uh, um, what does culture stand for? And, and it's culture with a K, so it's really interesting. So, why don't you tell that story? Hey, this is perfect branding right here. I'm not even going to tell you. Get the magazine. All right, <laughs> www.culturemag. That's culture with a K, U-L-T-U-R-E-M-A-G.com. You'll read the magazine, you'll find out. Link right here, and it's also in the description, guys. Go check it out. It's actually pretty interesting. That's it. I'm not. Oh, that's right. it. Yeah, that's Nothing it. else. Yeah. What, what, what's the K for? Again, read the magazine. Oh, well, so it's all, all right, in the so magazine. Let, so let me. All right, so let me do this. I realized that you know, culture with a C and culture with a K, mm -hmm. they would sound the same if you like said it, spelled differently, but also could mean the same thing. My thing was I want to make a new definition. I think culture with a C just represents the generalized ritual, ideals, beliefs, etc. that 
is portrayed in culture. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> culture with a K was something I can create. I've seen a lot of individuals, hence the brand, a lot of people that are young adults who are looking to aspire to, you know, create and to um, push the push the world forward in a more progressive manner. So I try to create my own, well, I created my own definition. So those individuals who are doing that can identify or have a place of belonging, mm -hmm. which is culture with a K. So when you talk, I'm part of the culture, you don't gotta say C, because K is more defined, mm -hmm. and you represent K. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. It's an awesome brand, guys. Again, link in the description. Uh, definitely go check that out. I'd highly recommend it. So talking about culture with a K and uh, being your own individual and defining yourself, um, a lot of people, as we, like we talked about it before, in schools, for example, right? Uh, I personally don't believe this is true. I believe uh, opportunities everywhere. But what would you say to somebody, hopefully watching this video, hopefully maybe help them get out of a mindset like this, that believes that they're um, not entitled, but they don't have as much opportunity as somebody else, or that that person, they're looking at somebody else and saying that person just got lucky, even though in honesty it's literally just the work. What could you say to somebody like that? Create your own opportunity. I think I'm honored to have been featured with, by New Balance. Um, I'm honored to have been featured by Forbes. And a lot of that started, what it, a lot of it be, came about because of earlier relationships that I had with people. And so going on, have my, my homegirl from Ball, from Connecticut, but moved to Baltimore, she had access to like LinkedIn. I said, hey, would you be able to get me in contact with people? I like, teach me how to find people. I went on LinkedIn, found some different contacts at Reebok, New Balance, and all these other places. And I reached out to all of them. And I finally got a response from a woman from New Balance who shall remain nameless, but she's family, because I, I don't want her DS blown up or nothing like that. Uh, and in that, uh, she's seen culture. I presented it to her and she invited me to uh, Brighton, Massachusetts and I had a dope meeting and I learned about what the company was because it was like, all right, now I want to be a part of this company. And I went there, pitched two ideas and then it turned into that to me obtaining some clothing to doing a photo shoot with a good, good, good photographer friend of mine who has shot for title but also debuted his first book. And from there, sending those photos back to them via email to a few months later, my homegirl who helped me get the contacts went on uh, newbalance.com to see me on their on their homepage. And so going to South by Southwest to another organization, which is a great opportunity for me back home called Yup Network. From going with Yup Network to South by Southwest to me meeting a gentleman by the, I forgot his name, um, at, a, at a panel, to him introduce me to another woman, to me following up consistently, to them, her introducing me to another gentleman who became my mentor or one of my several mentors to me getting featured in Forbes after a year of just constant mentorship, but continuing to push my brand forward, create opportunities. Yeah. Opportunities, yes, they may come to you, but they will only come to you when you walk in their path. When you choose them, when you actually pursue them. Guys, this is like, right. music, yeah, this is music to my ears. Make opportunity for yourself. If there's one thing you take away from this video, you have opportunity. It's right in front of you, you just need to grab it. It's so interesting, like that's amazing. Like you wouldn't be here if you didn't take that opportunity, if you didn't use those connections. It's really interesting. You guys all know I love Gary Vee. I talk about him sometimes a lot. I've made videos on his social media strategy. I'm sure you could tell. But, um, so he has a videographer named D-Rock who records on a daily basis. I went on Facebook. I was literally just on Facebook because I run a couple Facebook pages and I saw my aunt is friends with D-Rock, right? I don't, you probably don't even know this story. He's friends, she's friends with D-Rock and I called my aunt like, listen, I love you so much. Can you please get me in with D-Rock? Not only did I get an in, I got, just directly emailed his girlfriend, 
who then got me to directly email DRock, and I got a job application at VaynerMedia, right? So I got to apply for a job at VaynerMedia, and I took this opportunity to the max. Unfortunately, I didn't get hired. I kind of expected that, because you know, I'm only 15, it's a big marketing agency in the city. <laughs> the amount of satisfaction I received just from getting that application and being able to fill that out, like it just melted my heart. Like, yeah, but it keep, keeps on. I mean, you can yeah. always go have lunch with a dude. Yeah, like it really, it just, it, it melted my heart. Like I didn't even think about that. I just figured, you know what, maybe it, it's for the better. Maybe then I should nah, just pursue my own thing. You just can't get a job to legal issues. I don't even know about that. Maybe they just didn't accept me because I'm only 15 or I don't know what it was. But. Volunteer. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I'm, I might as well actually send him an email. D-Rock, look out for that email. Yeah, volunteer, <laughs> go out, get some lunch, pick his brain. I mean, have a conversation, a phone call. There's other ways to get everything that you need without having to have gotten that job. Because now that he knows you're like interested, now that he knows that you're hungry for it, 15, by the time he turns 17, you've done everything he's told you to do. Mm -hmm. 17, you hit him up, hey, this is my application. Well, he already knows you. Now you gotta end. That's even bigger. And see, again, the man is creating more opportunities. I didn't even see this opportunity yet. And that comes from lack of experience. Honestly, I can say that on my part. I'm very inexperienced. He has way more experience than me. That's why you saw an opportunity like that, and I didn't. It'll come with time, though. I can promise myself no, that. Sure, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's opportunities are always there, and you have to grasp them. That's the most important thing. All right, so moving on to the next question here. Uh, I want to just transition into it. So what, if you can recall, what's the toughest part of your life, and how did you get through it? What can you tell to the audience to get through maybe their toughest part of their life? So for me, I think the toughest part of my life, there, there are a lot of tough parts of my sure. life, yeah. a lot of tough parts of everybody's life. I think they come in seasons, they come in waves. Um, you, bury, you bury the waves, you know, and then you move on, this coast is smooth. I think for me that consistently challenged me on a daily is the lack of, so I, I didn't have a father growing up. Uh, now that my father was, my father was absent because he, uh, he was deported uh, for s decisions that he had made in his life. And my mom was always that rock. You know, she played the father and the mother part, but to have a woman play the male figure, yet a male figure playing the male figure is a lot different. Mm -hmm. And so never having that male role model, I grow up aspiring, not or looking for, um, ways of being a man like what is it how do you define that yeah. you know how do I how do I you know if I'm gonna use the bathroom well, I'm, do I leave the toilet seat up do I leave it down like these are things that I didn't yeah. know and as I got older um, I learned about it through like friends I still do things to this day that you know the men, quote unquote men don't necessarily do and I think that not having male role bottle has been one of those challenges because it has put me in a place to not ever want to need anybody. And now as I move in business, I look to learn from people, yet I find it hard again to find that figure in my life to be that mentor. Like I have mentors, but they live their personal life. And I hit them up on a question basis, but I'm looking for somebody who is a multi-billionaire, who, or multi, like somebody, some a place in life where I aspire to be, where I can sit down with them and have that conversation. And so, the biggest challenge that I would say is having that representation and those role models, like having that male, that specific, that male figure or that business uh, figure in my life. A role model. Nah, because I have, but I have role models. Mm -hmm. You know, I have role models. It's just specifically a male role model. So for you in your case, what really got you through the toughest situation, which in your case, uh, from what I understand, it was the absence of a male figure in your life, uh, a male uh, parenting figure, was to look towards a male role model. Somebody you could look towards, somebody you aspired to be, that's what got you through? No, what got me through is just keep going and do it. 
and focusing on the people I do have. Honestly. That's that's actually an interesting answer. So basically what you did is you went and you looked at the people you do have yeah. and uh, you just worked with them. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. I mean, to this day, I, I would like to be mentored by a billionaire. You know, <laughs> that's because, right. yeah. like, honestly, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have people around me who are good with money. My yeah. mom's good with money. My grandma's good with money. You know, I have people around me that my friends, like they do video, my friend is a filmmaker. Uh, and you know my other friends like she's a publicist mm-hmm. uh, she works with musicians I have friends that are musicians I have friends that put on events and like I learn from them all the time like they too are my inspiration and my role models like, I can hit up any I can hit up you know, I have a lot of great people around me I think but again I think that one of the toughest things is taking bits and pieces from everybody and learning from everybody and then applying it to yourself yeah that's hard that's it really is. hard yeah, yeah that what he just said it's not easy it can be very stressful it's again something i deal with it's very difficult i get so many opinions personally from so many people so much information so many recommendations and all these things for me it's so hard to pick and choose what's actually right and uh one of the ways i do it is i just listen to everybody uh and again i've mentioned this before but at the same time i don't listen to anyone i hear it i process the information the i consider it and i and I understand everything where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, they're not in my shoes. They don't know every single thing that I'm doing. Like, you guys all don't know every single decision that I'm making behind the scenes, or that day that I didn't upload the day of the recap, uh, my dog had surgery. Like, it's just, nobody honestly knows every single thing that's going through in your life, and I think that's very important to understand uh, as your own person, as your own human being, when you're actually taking this criticism from other people, and like in your case, when you're trying to take these different things from different people and using the people you actually have, rather than focusing on the people you don't exactly. have, I think exactly. that that's very important and that's important. I think amazing. we do that a lot. I think, yeah. I, well, no, we. I don't think. I know we do that a lot. We focus on what we don't have, yeah, and rather than what we do have, rather than what we do have. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's huge. So this is a contextual one to you. This is really interesting. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're considered. Can I call you a motivational speaker, right? Nah. No. No. Alright. So what do you want me to say? I'm a I'm a mogul. Mogul. Okay. <laughs> I'm a mogul. I'm a young legend, and I'm a mayor. Okay. And when I say mayor, I'm just spitting out what people already know. I feel like if I'm saying something for you to agree with me, it's because it was already inside of you. It just took you looking in this mirror to share, to share with you and let you know that it's already there. All right, that was amazing. Like, I have nothing else, like, no words to describe what but, that was. But, hey, people say motivational speaker. That, that was good. I mean, you're definitely motivational, but I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. That Honestly, that just changed my perspective a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That kind of just rocked my world. But doing what you do, uh, doing what you love, and speaking to kids and helping them and uh, teaching them uh, and informing them on just things that they already know, like you just yeah. said, um, what's the number one thing? And there might be nothing that you've seen going from different schools around the country. Uh, what's the number one thing that scares you about my generation of students growing up to become people in the, in the world? I mean, there honestly could be nothing, but at the same time, I feel like there, there, there's got to be something. I don't know if it scares me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, because I think it's part of the process, just because of the world, just because of the culture that we live, culture with a C that we live in in America, and maybe across the internationally, I don't really know. But this, this lack of self-love, you know what I mean? Like, it, it bothers me, you know what I mean? But I think it's part of the process because we are in a world where you have to learn how to love yourself. Because you come into this world dependent on your parents, upon your family, upon your culture. And as you develop and grow, you're dependent on your teacher, you're dependent on everybody. So once you leave school, now you're in this space where you're on your own, you become independent. That's what college is. Mm-hmm. You're independent, still depending on, but you're in a space of independence. 
And now you have to learn how to love yourself and how to be true to who you are, even create this person that, that, that you're called to be. Um, I think that's one thing. I think the other thing that, you know, my generation, but I see a lot in your generation, I mean, we ain't too far off. We from the same tribe. Is this idea of how, how to, because um, there, there are so many how-to manuals, I will say that. Yet, I see a lot of students that have an issue with how. Like, if you want to go play, if you want to play music or be a musician, how to be a musician on Google? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is huge for me right now. I had a conversation with one of my friends. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I actually did an interview with him. It was my second interview. His name's Sam. Mm -hmm. And we were having a little bit of a mini debate. I believe, personally, that with the internet now the way it is, and I can speak for myself because I'm doing it, I'm yeah. living it right now. Uh, again, this goes back to opportunity. There's endless opportunity. Uh, he loves photo editing and he loves video editing, specifically making Marvel edits. And he personally thinks that it, he has to look at it as a hobby and he has to have a backup plan. Uh, and I, I was telling him, I was like, man, they look, call video games is a hobby. Yeah, that's exactly. Fire. I said that, and I, and I told him, I was like, dude, listen, like, yeah. you want to make money, you have Fiverr. You can charge people money on Fiverr. There's thousands of people every day looking for people to make, make their videos yeah, and exactly. take their photos for them and edit their photos. Uh, you could literally go on Instagram and DM a bunch of people, like DM your local Dunkin' Donuts yeah, or DM exactly. your local restaurants. Like, guys, listen, I will make advertisement videos for you. Give me a plan, and I will record it for you. Well, I think the issue is so the how-to. I don't. So, yes, that might be the problem, but I think there's another one, and that's just um, rejection. I think people, Fear of rejection? Yeah, of course. I mean, people don't want to get rejected, man. People don't want to, want to they say, all right, I can make Marvel edits, but who am I going to make them for? I'm going to reach out, but they might what say no. What if they no. say no? Exactly. That's the worst. See, that's, that's a huge thing. That's so important. Right. The worst thing somebody right. can say is no. You can either, and I said I mean, this that's one That's the way. best thing, too, though. Yeah, because no just means you're one step closer to yes. Like that's just I mean, yeah, that's, that's the only a, fact. That's a little cheesy cliche it's, thing. It's cheesy cliche. Just but break it's just, it, break it down. It's so what. What I'm trying to say is, you go to a hundred people, right, and they all tell you no. You don't know which person's gonna be the one saying yes. So if you give up and you never go to that hundred and one or hundred and first person, that hundred and first might have been your your first yes, and then there might have been ten yeses after right. that. So you never know. You shouldn't give up. You really should never give up. All right. So to wrap this up. I wrapped up this amazing interview. I think we got some fire information here. Hopefully it helped at least one of you people here, one of you guys watching this video. I want you to leave the audience with the question of the day. It could be any question, thought, statement that makes them think, and then hopefully they'll uh, message us on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, uh, or more importantly, even better, talk in the comments and uh, just talk about the question. So what would that be? Dang, question of the year, question of your life. Who are you? What are your values? What do you care about? Why do you love yourself? Question of the year. Questions of the year. Thank you so much for coming out, man. This was All this. Right. I'm flattered for this. No, no doubt, bro. Woo. All right, good no. stuff. Yeah.